This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Idea to Life podcast. This is the podcast for you if you're getting started selling products or if you'd like to create your own product to sell. I'm Vicky Weinberg, a product creation coach and Amazon expert. Every week I share friendly, practical advice as well as inspirational stories from small businesses. Let's get started. Hi, thanks as always for being here. Today's episode is a little bit different and I am super excited by it. Today I'm speaking with four of my earliest podcast guests. So our original interviews with all of these guests were in 2020 when I was a very new podcaster, as you know, um, four years on now. And I was really excited to reconnect with all four of these guests to find out what they're up to today. And importantly, to find out whether their number one piece of advice for other product creators, which as you know, I ask every guest has changed in the past four years. First up, I'm speaking to Keisha Shah from Tedo Play. So Tedo Play creates and sells different varieties of premium-based educational learning cards for children of all ages and abilities. When we spoke originally, Keisha shared a lot about how she was finding running a business alongside her husband with a very young child at the time. Um, so lots of change for Keisha since we last spoke, and I am really excited now to bring you up to speed with what she's now doing. So hi, Keisha. Thank you so much for speaking with me again. Hi, Vicky. Hi. It's really nice to be back. <laughs> so it's been a long time now since our first interview. I think it's almost four years. Four years. Yeah, I think that's that's when I was starting out. And yeah, oh, well, time flies. <laughs> so I would love to know, four years on, what what's changed? Oh, a lot has changed. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what not has not changed is is I'm still a one woman band still running things <laughs> uh, but with my small business. Uh, what has changed is, um, yeah, I think um, uh, Tedo Play has grown in terms of, you know, um, the range, the, the, the brand, the, uh, the kind of um, uh, other additional work that I do as well. Um, I do a lot of work with um, the government, uh, the sort of making policy recommendations in favor of small uh, small businesses to make things better and life easier a little bit for us. Um, I also do a lot of mentoring because I, I guess the innate sort of uh, teacher nature in you never leaves you and uh, I just find it really like rewarding to you know be able to share my own experiences and learnings with other people so I am um, I'm, 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 I'm a level three mentor now with the association of business mentors so I do a lot of work with small businesses at least meet about 10 of them on a weekly basis so um, you know, I just feel that some of the things which I made uh, mistakes on or learned from my mistakes, um, um, if I could save someone 
from committing that expensive mistake i would love to and you know sort of give that guidance and support where i can so yeah that's something i enjoy doing alongside uh, running the business looking after the little man who's not little anymore he's he'll be seven uh this may so yeah life is another level hectic these days <laughs> Wow, that does sound really busy. And I think it's amazing you're doing the mentoring and, and like you say, passing on your knowledge to other people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I guess it's just the, the whole small business world um, and also how people perceive small businesses. We we all um, are very much a micro business, I guess. Um, and, um, and it's just that there is so much support available in terms of the resources and um, uh, the signposting and there's the department for business and trade and um, um, but but it's just that I it's just been so heartbreaking to see so many of uh, the businesses who you know have sort of started at the same time as me and they have uh, shut down um, and uh, it's just um, you just feel that there's been so there, there was so much potential in so many of them um, they had to close down just for the lack of sort of support and uh, that push that you really need as a small business um yeah for me i guess what has helped is i've um, tried to be as careful with my finances as i could um obviously i would love 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 some help you know looking after my social media or looking after a lot of the other admin tasks but i just feel that probably my business is not there yet uh, where, you know, I can take on external help. Um, and uh, yeah, at the moment, I just want to focus on developing some um, new lines, new themes that I have in mind and that have been in the pipeline for a long time. So at the moment, I'm keeping the funds aside to sort of spend on getting the product right and use use them on manufacturing the product Um and uh, yeah, slogging away, actually, <laughs> just trying to yeah do everything on my own. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of work, isn't it? And as you say, there's a lot to balance as well. Mm. Um, and it sounds great that you have some new product lines coming out and you have to share those when yeah. they're ready. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited about them. It's just been, because there's so much going on. I also moved my website from Shopify to WordPress. So again, that was a huge sort of change uh I, i'm someone who loves technology i i enjoy it uh but this was just like such an overwhelm with moving so much content and because i knew i was going to move to wordpress i wasn't updating my shopify so the content was not something that i could just copy paste i had to redo everything um but it's there now so yeah i mean if you get a chance to look at my new website and share any feedback i would love to know um and if there are any glitches or anything that i've missed uh, yeah please do flag them <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course and we will link to your website in the show notes as well so everyone can go and take a look at your products so you mentioned that at the moment you're all about helping other businesses and helping to learn from yeah. mistakes that you made so I'd love to know um, I asked you this four years ago you may or not remember what you said but right now Keisha what would your number one piece of advice be for other product creators I think my top piece of advice would be to yeah please look after your cash flow um, your finances I guess, you know, not I guess, uh, without cash flow, um, without the funds, uh, your business can't survive another day, another second, because you have these constant, um, you know, expenses, overheads, which are not going to go, your website expenses, your, um, you know, there's so many other things which are just like constant. Um, and yeah, for you to be able to 
if you want to let your business survive uh, this tide, especially with now that we've been officially being called to be in recession, UK um, is in recession. Um, it's just hard. But at the same time, I guess if we can manage it and you know sort of ride this tide we will be able to make it out we, we did you know make it through the covid years and um, all the cost of living crisis and everything that followed um so i guess but at the same time just be realistic um if you need to take on you know other jobs uh to to sustain uh please do so um uh, it's i know passion is one thing uh, running your own business having that flexibility with your family with your children uh, you know by doing your own uh, business is is great but at the same time just keep an eye on your um finances if um, if that's looking tricky um make the business a side hustle for a little bit and take on some roles um you know as you see fit it's no point struggling and giving up i've had so many of my mentees um who, who have been at a complete uh, low point uh, where they know their business has the potential to 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 make it big you just don't have the resources, the funding right now to do that. And at the same time, they are struggling with their family life because that level of income is not coming through to, to sort of, you know, manage. So, um, yeah, please find your balance. Remember that life is too short. It's just uh, I don't know about previous lives and past lives where we have this one life to sort of, um, uh, you know, live. So just bear that in mind, because when we are constantly racing towards something, we should also be aware that we are racing towards the end uh, and we don't want to get there fast. We want to enjoy enjoy our time here and, you know, sort of um, uh, make the most of it, make it fulfilling um, rather than depressing and, you know, completely tired. Uh, you don't want to be, uh, be there. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant advice. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was lovely to catch up. Oh, brilliant. Thank you, Wiki. Next, we're catching up with Bee Veronica Moore. Bee is the founder of Witty Ditty Designs. She designs fun, ethnically diverse, everyday products for children and is really passionate about creating products that all children can see themselves reflected in. Let's find out what she's up to now. So hi again, Bee. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you again. I do not know what you've been up to in the last four years. I think it is almost four years. So yeah. um, tell us what has changed since we last spoke. Oh, quite a lot, actually. Um, I kind of, um, well, obviously, the biggest thing that happened to everybody was the pandemic, which um, made, well, changed a lot of things for a lot of people. Um so I, as I think, you know, um, originally I was, I'd started off my company where I was um, trying to put my illustrations onto homewares for children. So my idea was that wouldn't it be great if kids could read no matter where they were? Still think it's a good idea. But what I discovered was that um, it's quite hard to do, you know, cost-wise, getting things printed so I think, I'm trying to remember because four years is a long time, but I think I, I said in the last time I spoke to you that I had, I think I'd already pivoted, right? And I was doing workshops for kids, I think. Yeah, at the time you were selling your products, but then you were also, you just started running workshops. I think at that time from memory, and my memory might fail me, you'd ran one or two workshops, but you were enjoying them. Was, yeah, I remember. exactly that, exactly that. And so... um 
I was beginning to think about pivoting to doing more of that and stopping doing the, and what I'd done, what I'd worked out was that um, printing on, I was printing on, um, doing some printing on mats, um, uh, placemats and things like that, which I carried on doing, but all the rest of it, the soft burnishings, I, I decided to stop doing that and pivoted to doing, doing what I'm doing now, which is teaching children um, about STEM. Uh, which is um, science, technology, art, and maths, art being the important bit for me. And I basically started doing that. And that is what I've been doing for the last, but barring the pandemic break, that is what I've been trying to do for the last four years. And I, I, um, I, uh, I'm currently, as well as teaching children, what I call art with a tech twist. So I basically get them to create stuff, but then I I do what I love, which is adding a bit of tech to it. So whether that's doing something digitally on a computer that you've already sketched out and maybe made, but then you take that thing that you've made and maybe you might make it into an animation or you might make it into a a flat flat 2D um, image using a digital application, or you might, do something more gadgety where you add motors and lights to make things move and light up. That's kind of the direction I ended up going in and it's going well. I'm doing, I'm, to be honest, sometimes I think, oh, why didn't I start this a little bit earlier? But you know, the journey is the journey, the journey that you are on is, is the journey you're probably meant to be. And I, I, I basically do that now. And I also do a little bit more of teaching what I used to do. So I used to be a graphic designer for very, very many years. And I've got a lot of knowledge, a lot of skills that I wasn't really utilizing because I was doing mostly working with children, doing fun, arty, techie, gadgety stuff. And somebody approached me and asked if I would consider tutoring adults in graphic design, like the principles of graphic design, what makes a graphic designer, how do you make a piece of work look like go from looking like a dog's dinner or something that, you know, oh God, where do I put stuff to actually making it look like a nice cohesive piece of design, which is something that I did a lot. And so at first I was a little bit, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh dear, I don't know. Because, you know, doing and t- teaching something is very different. But I, I'm, I kind of did it. I kind of thought, you know what, let me have a go. And if it doesn't work, I can say, well, you know, uh, it didn't work, but I tried it and I tried it and I loved it. And I've been doing that now for about two years where I teach um, graphic design to people from the age of 19 plus for a skills academy. And I I love doing that. So, um, uh, yeah, so I'm teaching from the age of five up to whatever the age <laughs> is, um, all to do with art and design. Well, that's amazing. And yeah, big changes, big, big changes. But I can see on your face how happy this has made you. Mm. And as you say, I think you're right that the journey is so important. I know this wasn't when we last spoke, obviously, none of this was really on the cards. But I just think it goes to show that following what you enjoy and what you want to do and the opportunities that come up, like where that can take you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I was I was listening to something the other day. I should have made a note so I could say exactly where it was and who said it. But this person was talking about um, taking risks 
I, and I don't want to say risks. I don't mean anything life-threatening or really, really, really big. But, oh, I know who it was. There's a lady, um, she's on a, she's got um, an Instagram account. She's called Candice Braithwaite. And she's an, an influencer and she's really amazing. And she's got lots of insecurities, but she shares them with people. And she kind of, she kind of, even though she's scared to do things, she kind of does it anyway. You know, she's written books, even though she was really, she've always wanted to write a book and she's written books and she, she's on telly quite a lot, being interviewed by different people in morning shows. And she's, she was saying that she, um, she'd been asked to do a, a talk, you know, like a, a proper talk in front of hundreds of people. And she'd always avoided that. And that she had decided this year is the year she's going to embrace her fear and do it. And I and I think there's a lot to be said for that because if I'd have listened to the voice in my head when that person asked me, you know, you've got a lot of experience, we'd like you to pass that experience on to our students. If I'd listened to the voice in my head initially, I may well have just gone, no. Um, but I I just thought it sounded intriguing and that I should I should try and at least have a go. And I'm really glad I did. Yeah. Well, that's really good. And I know, B, that selling products isn't really, the, you know, a big part of what you do anymore. But I would still love to know, what is your number one piece of advice for other product creators? Um, well, I, I do still do products and I and I, I still do the mats. You know, I, I used to do yes. like, that side still worked and was affordable. So I do still do that. And with my, um, the things that I'm doing with children, the, the STEM and the gadgets and stuff, I've just started my on my website I'm going to start selling kits so you know the stuff that I get the children to make I'm going to be putting them in little kits and and um as little products to sell with along with a little instruction books on how to make them That's so I'm amazing. still in the game I'm still doing that oh, just doing it in a slightly different way yeah but my my what I think I would say is um a bit like I just said really about not giving up if something isn't has turned out not to work or isn't working quite the way you wanted it to um don't give up try and find another way to do things if you can and um definitely find um sorry definitely find um a, a like-minded group of individuals or that you can tap into for support if you're if you're worried i one of the things I did over the, the time when the pandemic came was I joined quite a few networking groups. And um, that was really good because if you were worried or you weren't sure about there was always someone who'd done it or had an idea or could help you or knew somebody or even just talking in a group mm. was really handy. So I, I'd say don't give up, pivot if you need to pivot, which is what I did, and make sure you belong to different groups or um, networking groups of like-minded people who can find that support where you can. That's brilliant advice. Thank you so much. We're hearing some really great advice today, aren't we? I'm really enjoying this episode and hope that you are too. So our next guest may have been our first ever maker, Dawn Friday from Girl Friday Embroidery. Dawn taught me so much in our original episode about how she creates her unique freehand embroidery pieces. Dawn had some really amazing tips about selling on Etsy and I'm sure many of them are still relevant if you fancy a re-listen. Now let's find out what Dawn's up to today. 
Well, hi, Dawn. Thank you so much for being here again. It's been a long time since we spoke originally. So I would love to know, since we last spoke, um, and as we've just mentioned off air, we were it was 2020 we recorded your original episode. So it's been a long time. Um, so what's changed with your business since we last had you on? Um, so I did have a little listen back just to kind of see where I was. Um, and yeah, I was quite surprised that it was actually 2020. It doesn't feel like it was four years ago, nearly. Um, but actually it was nice to listen back because then I could kind of see what has actually changed in the business I think you when you're in it you don't really stop and look back at at what you've done um, and how things have changed and at the time I was selling on Etsy and that was pretty much it I had a website but I didn't currently have a shop on there um, because I hadn't had time to put it on um, so since that time, I have, I've now got a shop on my website. Um, I'm selling wholesale through a platform called Fair. Um, at the time of the recording, I was just about to go into my first pop-up shop in like a local town. And I now do those on a regular basis. Um, I sell in quite a lot of seasonal pop-ups as well through a business called Curated Makers, which are really great. Um, Last Christmas, I was stocked in four of their shops all over the country, which was amazing. Um, And I am also stocked into like permanent shops on sort of an ongoing basis. So quite a lot of change, quite a lot of growth, actually. Um, And I've also introduced a newsletter. That's amazing. That's something that I've been trying to keep going. So yeah, a lot really. Oh, that is a, that's amazing, Dawn. You'll have to share the link for your newsletter with us or how to sign up um, in the show notes mm-hmm. for the episode to make, make so sure you send me that so I can share the link. And yeah, that's that's brilliant. And it's really nice to hear as well, because obviously we spoke first of all in 2020, we were going through a pandemic at the time and, it's, and it has been a really hard couple of years for small businesses. So yeah, yeah it's really exciting to hear all that you've done. Yeah, um, yeah, I do feel, I, I think, I mean, online sales, obviously, during 2020 were amazing. And that carried on into 21. And then I think people started to kind of venture back to the high street. And actually, sales took a dip. And that was, I think, everybody that I speak to, and I know that was sort of felt quite a lot in a lot of small businesses. Um, the last couple of years have been quite hard. Um, I'll be honest, there have been times when I have considered just stopping <laughs> um, because it has been a struggle. Um, it's The sales just aren't as readily there as they were. Um, but actually, I still really love it. And I don't think that I could do anything else. Um, it does cross my mind now and again, but I do love working for myself. So yeah, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still sewing. <laughs> That's good. I'm, I'm so glad to hear you're still sewing. And yeah, I think you're right though. You have to love it because if you didn't, it, I think a lot of us would have given up on our businesses a long time ago definitely. if we didn't love what we do because it has been hard. Yeah, most um, definitely. And my second question for you, Dawn, um, mm-hmm. and this may be different to what you said four years ago or maybe the same would be interesting to find out is what is your number one piece of advice for other product creators um so I did have a good think about this I actually can't remember what I said but um my advice now would be 
not to limit yourself just to one platform or to one place, um, which is one of the reasons why I started the newsletter, because I do an awful lot of my work through Instagram. Um, people find me on Google, but Instagram is my main kind of behind the scenes and day to day. This is what's going on. Um, and actually, if it disappeared, how do I stay in touch with any of my customers? So I, yeah, that's why I started doing the newsletter. And I do try and send it out twice a month. Um, just kind of chatting about what's been going on, showcasing new things. I always share a couple of small businesses that I might have bought from or just found um, throughout the month. Um, and then just sort of a normal kind of bits and bobs, maybe a book I've been reading, TV, you know, just general things. So it's a bit more of a daily chat, which is what I tend to try and do through Instagram anyway. Um, but yeah, I think that that has really helped me. And although it's been quite hard to grow the email list, like it's a slow burn, um, it's not a really quick thing to do. Um, I do really enjoy doing it. So yeah, I'd say just don't limit yourself. Also, don't stretch yourself too thin. Um, I've been trying with TikTok. I just I feel like I'm too old. I don't really get it. <laughs> um, it moves really fast <laughs> over there. Um, but yeah, I'm trying not to just limit myself to one platform. So yeah. spread spread it around a bit. <laughs> That's such good advice. Thank you. And especially as in the last couple of years, I have heard of business owners who've had their Instagram account hacked and, you know, yeah. they, they don't get it back and then you're losing all your followers and starting again. And that must just be absolutely devastating. So I guess having people on your email list as well, they can still hear from you. And thank you for explaining what you do in your newsletters as well, because hopefully that's really inspires anyone who's got newsletter on their plan for this year. You've given some great ideas of content as well. So thank you so much. That's okay. I'd, yeah, I'd say if you're thinking of doing one, just start. Like, even if you're only sending it to like four people at the start. Like, I think my first one went out to maybe twenty people. It wasn't a lot, um, but you do get feedback from it, which is really nice. So it's nice when people email back or they might mention it. So yeah, there's there's loads of like templates and things out there to help you. Um, it's just another one of those things that it feels a bit scary, but. I'm glad that I did it. Oh, that's brilliant advice. Thank you so much, Dawn. Thank you. And our final guest for today, who I'm really excited to catch up with, is Ruth Bradford from the Black and White Book Project. Ruth designs and creates black and white books featuring wildlife and nature. And the last time we spoke, Ruth actually terrified me by sharing how her plan for the first year of setting up her business was to say yes to trying anything and everything. This actually led to really great things for Ruth, so it certainly paid off. And I'm really excited to find out what's going on with Ruth and her business right now. Hi, Ruth. Thank you for being here. Hi, Vicky. How are you? Really good, thank you. So, can you please tell us what's changed with your business since we last spoke? Um, well, I mean, it was four years ago, so I'm I'm glad just to still be going, to be honest, because it's been tough times with the end of the pandemic and the recession. I think everyone will probably say the same thing about yeah, it's just been a hard slog to get to this point. Um, and I've had a second baby. So she's taken up a lot of time away from the business. And I've been I've been running it in sort of nap times, which is um, 
yeah tough but she's in childcare now so um so finally since September I've had I've been able to to really focus on some goals again which has been nice and this year in particular I'm kind of making not really a switch uh more of a shuffle uh, towards gifting more and really focusing on gifting messages so I've always been a gifting company but I guess up to now I haven't really talked about it at the forefront it's been about the books or the flashcards or individual products or sensory or black and white whereas now I'm kind of going all in the ring with um with the gifting message so um really wanting to become that number one baby gifting brand um that's that's kind of my new goal for this year oh that's all really exciting thank you all really positive as well um obviously other than the hard times I think all businesses have had over the last couple of years but yeah it sounds really exciting your plans for this year um and so my second question is what is your number one piece of advice for other product creators now don't remember don't worry if you don't remember what you said four years ago um but yeah just interested to see if your advice now would be different to what it was then yeah I can't honestly remember um I mean I I still think the product's sort of area is really exciting um if you're a creative person you've got a creative mind or you have an idea for an amazing product that's going to change someone's life um yeah it's a great it's a great sector to get into um I think probably protecting yourself from the beginning with trademarks and making sure that um you're not sharing your idea with the kind of not the wrong people that makes it sound like there's like people out there to get you but you know just being a bit cautious about who you're sharing that with how you've protected yourself um copyright's a bit of a minefield but you know getting that trademark and not getting worried about the cost because it's totally doable by yourself you do not need a, a kind of professional to do that for you it's very low cost but it's really important to make sure you're protected from the beginning and then just surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And I mean, I've probably said that before, but it still goes, you know, that people that, who are at a really similar stage to you can be invaluable or people who are just a tiny bit ahead. Um, a lot of people look to the the real success stories, which is great for inspiration, but it's not going to help you in the here and now when you're so far away from that. So I think, yeah, just having this really kind of awesome group of people who you can ask questions, who are happy to share inside information and what's worked for them or you know the next steps and things like that can be really invaluable especially if you're a, a sort of solo founder like I am it's it's having that kind of crew of product businesses around me has, has been amazing and I definitely couldn't have kind of got here without that that's brilliant advice thank you so much Reef. no worries at all well that is the end of our catch-up episode and I would love to know how you found it. Should I do another one? Are there any previous guests you're curious about? Are there any questions I should be asking? Do let me know. You can always contact me via the show notes and I'm genuinely always really happy to hear from you. So have a lovely week whenever you're listening to this and I look forward to speaking with you soon. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.